Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. I'm Mike. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. But um, we should get coasters. I was going to say, this yeah, is going to be a problem. This is going to be an issue later on. We should get coasters. Do you uh, even have coasters anywhere? No. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a bachelor. I mean, not technically, but... I live the bachelor lifestyle. Well, you're not married, so you're a bachelor. I guess, yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. That's why yeah. you have a bachelor party. It's your last uh, night as a, as, as a bachelor. Mike's smart. Mike's but, been around the block. Yeah. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm glad you're here, Mike. It's, it's those keen insights that really uh, draw the attention of our listening audience. All of, I think there's like zero people listening. There's dozens there's, of them. Zero people at listening. this at at time of recording this. There are zero people listening. Probably yes. for a good while. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think if we have guests the way we want to have guests, at least they'll listen to it because yeah. everyone is a little bit egotistical enough to listen to themselves. My theory is that people will come in like ten or fifteen episodes in, assuming we continue for that long, which I don't imagine why we would stop. Oh yeah, I have and then they'll go and then, and then they'll go back and listen to other ones. And then we'll be, they'll be like, oh, yeah, there wasn't anybody listening. I'm the first of you. I'm the first person listening to this episode three. If this is episode this, three. The, I, tech, I guess this would, we're recording episode three, but this would be, if we do an intro episode, it's going to be episode. Actually, it might four. even be episode like six because we're, we, we're splitting. But if we want to do like the ones with just us and then we do a guest in between, then it'll be like five. So clearly six. we don't know what we're doing. This is, we, this we, is riveting podcast material. <laughs> <laughs> this is the behind the scenes that people people crave. This is, yes, people love the behind the scenes. People stuff. love it when SNL and the characters. We love break. you guys, yeah. and, and you it, love us. Yeah. A, peek behind, a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing all the, all the time. <laughs> this is just slowly becoming a podcast about making a podcast. You know what? The funny thing is, in preparation for this podcast, I listened to a podcast about how to do a podcast. Yeah, which sounds like a lot of podcasts, but it was great. Like, oh yeah, the, I'm sure the, it is. That's informative. that's content that will sell. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I don't I'll, I'll look it up as we talk, but I'm going to see what that guy's name is just cuz he deserves a shout out to the five listeners that we have. I mean, I don't see why that's such a bad idea. Like No, it was a smart thing to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like people who want to make podcasts is because they're listening to podcasts. So of course, you make a podcast about how to make a podcast so the people who listen to podcasts to make podcasts can make a podcast. Yeah, not everyone wants to read an article. No. Or a listicle. Yeah, people want to listen to a podcast rather than having to read an article. All right, here yeah, we go. It's yeah. passive. Yeah. How to start exactly. a podcast, Power to Podcast, with Brandon Stover. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Stover. Stover. That's a great name. On Spotify. Brought right to you by Evolve Media Network, whatever that means. We were just talking about looking for a Brandon. Yeah, that's true. We were just talking about Brandon and how we were looking for a Brandon because Brandon is a name that is not found... What did we say? Like we all knew people are a lot. naming their kids. We all Brandon. knew a Brandon yeah. back in the day, but now it's like there's nobody naming. kids Which is Brandon. weird because the Brandons are aging at the same age or same rate that we are. So why is because I knew tons of Brandons. In high no, school. Brandon wants to name their son Brandon Jr. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's but, true. But the issue isn't that we don't know any children named Brandon. The issue is that in our adult lives, none of us have met anybody named Brandon. We it don't was know only adult Brandons either, in high yeah. school. I, yeah, I have like two Brandons on Facebook, but I don't talk to them, so that doesn't count. I have like 7,000 Facebook friends. 
Yeah, I think I can think of three Brandons off the top of my head who I knew as a kid and haven't spoken to since like yeah. graduation. Yeah, hundred percent. I think there was. I think there was one Brandon that I knew of in my high school, and I what I'm remembering I think is the latest. He is now a, a woman, so I I know zero Brandons from high school. You don't know Brandons, but yeah. maybe 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 know Brandy now. I'm not sure what he went to. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it's just you don't you don't even think about it. Like I don't know any Brandons. Do you know Brandon? Whatever. But Braden, I was saying Braden was also the same name. Like, I knew, like, three, four Bradens in high school. I don't know any Bradens now. It's so weird. What happens to those people? Maybe it's us. Maybe we don't attract Bradens or Brandons. Maybe. Maybe we're anti-Brandon. We might be. And for anyone whose name is Brandon or Braden out there who's listening... Sorry. Just be my friend. Yeah, hit us up. Just you know, uh, send us a message. We'll, I'll have you on the podcast. Let's you, do it. You know what? Leave a comment with your age and uh, where you live. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, don't just, do that. No, only, oh, only for the purposes of so that we know where you are. DM us <laughs> they, and they, if you're local, we'll have you on the podcast. We should do a series of interviews with Brandons and see if like maybe Brandons are just loner types and they do just disappear. <sighs> have you ever seen? Uh, it, it's I think I think it's like a Facebook group of like people of New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people named Brandon. Yeah, we'll people named on, Brandon. We'll have them on a podcast, and we'll find out that it's like it's almost like your astrological sign. I think there's some there, science there's like similarities that. between all the Brandons that yeah. we meet. That'd but be wild. There is some science behind like the, mm, the right, where are we no, going with this? Not specifically Brandon, but okay. like the where your name lands in the alphabet. Okay, like R for Russell, That's Z me. for Zach. It's like people and M for Mike because he's the third uh, guy here. He's the third guy here. So somebody remembered. <laughs> well, wow, that was a nice little intro, just in case it's, anyone just just joining us. Thanks for tuning in. The closer that you get to your name <laughs> having an A in it, I'm explaining this terribly. Do you? Understand I don't what know what you're. Okay, so, so well, what's the, what's the correlation to having an A in your name? Like? So, Aaron's yeah. are more confident Aaron with an and a? more extroverted than Zach's. That's uh, actually <laughs> thinking about it. That almost. If you think sense. about it, it's like there's. All there's the Zacks, I, well, all the Zacks, I, oh, sorry, okay. I know two Zacks, and both of them are, mm, yeah. But it's like, both of them are what? And Mike knows the same two. <laughs> no, I want you to finish that Mike thought. knows the other Zack, and he knows what's up. <laughs> Zach, can you leave the room so we can finish that thought? Hey, you guys had all last week to talk about me. That's true, we should have just trashed you the yeah, whole night. That would have been fun in the and end. And then the have day. you edit it after. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, you think about it, like, growing up in school, Everything is alphabetized by name. Mm. It's like if you're a Zach, your your cubby's the bottom right, whereas Aaron's is the top left. So, so seating charts were usually alphabetical. They're teaching you that you're the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's awful. You're always last. You always picked last. Yeah, you're usually shorter. It has everything to do with your name and nothing to do with who you are as a person. See, I'm getting confused because there was a kid in my grade called Levi, and his last name was Zach. Okay. So and he was always the last in the list for alphabetizing. Levi Zachary. No, it was just his last name was Z A K. Thank you, Mike. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah. No. So, so as someone shout out to Levi. As someone whose name last name is Zach, he probably was <laughs> did. You have a, a nemesis in high school named Aaron? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if there was probably Aaron with an E. Is it like? <laughs> is it like? 
a mega reflection of you where it's like a superimposed image? There might be. I mean, there actually was a guy in my high school named Aaron who was a real... So was he Like tall, the opposite of me. Tall, no glasses, and like clean shaven? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I didn't have a beard in high school, but yeah. Oh, well, I was just assuming. But he was like, he was like a us. hockey kid. He was a hockey kid, which is like the opposite of the kind of person that I was in high you school. You didn't like hockey? No. He was like a jock. like a, Oh, you're anti-establishment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm anti-establishment. No team sports. No. Portland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Only golf. Only frisbee golf for this guy. Yeah. Actually, do you like any sports, Zach? Hacky sack in the quad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a sports guy at all. I feel like Quidditch. Quidditch on Wednesdays. Just running around with a broomstick between your <laughs> it's legs. It's actually pretty fun. Is that a thing? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's leagues, man. That doesn't surprise me. It's great. There's rules, there's leagues, there's everything. It's, well, we know there's rules. It's, We've all seen the movie. I mean, that movie had no rules. <laughs> I like, like, I was going to say Tolkien. <laughs> Rowling did her best, but like, there were some missing spots. Yeah. Like, explain this to me. Why is the snitch, why does anyone ever not go yeah, for the snitch? why would you play the game and not... Like why if do other everyone rules went exist? for the snitch? That's, that's, the game would be over. Thing. The rules are only explained as they pertain to the one character that is <laughs> so true, and what their job is. To so do. true. Yeah. Can you name any other seekers in Harry Potter other than Harry Potter? No, they existed, but no, they existed. Oh, right, that's what it was. It was there's one person on the team, and their job is to get the snitch. Yeah, it's his job. But I think technically everyone on the team can catch the snitch, but it's his job on the team to go for the snitch. Okay. So if it like randomly flew in the way and you had like a blunder and you're like, oh, I'll just grab the snitch. We're going to get so many comments, people that play Quidditch <laughs> and be like, you cannot catch the snitch if you're not the seeker. I don't you know. You automatically lose. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm but like, minus 50 points from Griffin. We're Googling it. We're if Googling the seeker it. catches the snitch, does the game end? Is that how that yes. works? Yeah, yeah. The game ends and you get 150 points and that's, yes. and that's Yeah, why game. does anything else happen but in that game? Each, what, which, the, what's the ball called? The wiffle ball? It's not wiffle ball. No, it's the, the bludger. No, the bludgers are the evil ones. They oh, attack the quaffle. You. The quaffle? I don't know. I, I feel bad about that. <laughs> no, dude. It, it's nerd knowledge. Live, love it. You could say anything. I'm not, I'm not big in Harry Potter. But I, I know I'm not that. big in it. Dude, you know more than I do. I guess. Comes with age. For all the Harry Potter fans out there, we apologize Shoot us a message, and we will have you on the podcast. I mean, even Harry Potter fans. I mean, come on. It was ten minutes out of, we'll just say a movie. But it was like ten minutes out of a two-hour movie. How yeah, are but he to... plays Quidditch in like five of the movies. Do they play Quidditch in the other movies? Yes. Yeah, like four. Oh, they do? At least. I haven't seen them since I was a kid. After uh, the fifth book, he quits school. No, no, no. Sixth book, he quits school. Right. Because it was the Half-Blood Prince that he leaves Hogwarts after that. Yeah. But spoilers. we don't need to say Spo spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> we yeah. don't. It's spoiler alert for the spoil of Half Blood Prince. He leaves school at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big spoiler that everybody That's the was big talking spoiler. about. Uh, yeah, but he becomes seeker in like the second movie or the, the first. Or the it first was the first movie. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he plays Quidditch for like six movies. I don't remember another Quidditch scene. The biggest yes. Quidditch scene is the first movie. Yeah. Yes. The other, the other mm, ones are. I disagree. Ab about his short. I disagree. The biggest Quidditch scene is. Is the Prisoner of Azkaban, fourth actually. movie with the Goblet of Fire where Cedric dies? Like, I was just I, gonna say there was that one with the games, and did they play Quidditch in that movie? Uh, no. 
So the one I, th- I think it's actually Prisoner of Azkaban because there's a big long scene where he's in the sky with the Dementors and all that. Oh, kind of oh yeah, yeah. That's, probably, that's probably the biggest longest. See, scene. Quidditch isn't all of them, and it's they make it unique in every movie. But I don't think it's in the one with the Triwizard Tournament. No, it's not. I love which that is, you remembered that. Which is insane, because that's a movie about wizard games, and they don't <laughs> show us the only wizard game that yeah, they've they shown Yeah, don't they have quiz competitions well, it's as wizard well? games, yeah. but they're also, they're also like trials, right? Like I um, like the dragons. So, yeah. The dragons were the best part of that movie. Again, I don't remember it was, much. Oh, what was it I remember there was an underwater part, and there was a hedge match. I remember, I remember, I remember the underwater part clearly. Yeah. Like, the water one is great. That's the most memorable yeah. part of that yeah. movie. I remember the water part because I got the Lego set for it, too. Because oh, I was yeah. still into Lego back then. Yeah. I still am Lego lo- Lego love forever. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Lego. <laughs> they don't need our shout they outs. Need it. Not They're sponsored hurt. by Lego, folks. Lego's doing just fine. I think what was it? Uh, a couple of months ago, they no no what no. But um, there's more. Um, the amount of Lego people in the world outnumber the amount of actual people in the world by like two to one. I wow. think is what it is. Those are big numbers. Doesn't yeah. really surprise me, though. I'm going to Google it right now. Doesn't really surprise me. How many Lego people are there in comparison to actual people? Are there more Lego minifigures? This is not helpful. Because they've been pumping out Lego sets, at least in my eyes, for the last like 15 years like yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Because they get, they get these licenses for all these movies yeah. and franchises. Before that... It was like Space Station, yeah, or yeah. or Old West. Yeah, you didn't. But have... now you can get like, you know, Back to the Future Three, Train, yeah, like yeah. a train sequence, just yeah. that, and it's all it's crazy. Stuff. There's a couple of new things with Lego too, because Lego now has Lego for adults, which is like just normal things in the world, and okay. it's like it's like advertised as like Lego for adults. Yeah. And then I think it's a little bit tougher as well. And then you've got uh, now that Lego has put out a statement that they. It's been like they're they're sexist and in their toy franchises, so that they I didn't are, hear about are, that controversy. Yeah, so they're eliminating. It's just part of the times, right? So they're eliminating like girl and boy Lego. So it's now it's just all the same Lego. I always hmm. thought that it was pretty much always the same because they don't have any bits. Right? No. no, they're all flat and smooth. Yeah, like not in like the minifigure sense of it, but. In the sense that, like, somebody called Lego out for being, like, misogynistic, and it's like, oh, you're catering to mostly boys in your advertising. It's like, oh, oh. like, they're they're making yes. a boy's toy, oh. quotes, Yeah, quotes. it's like, this is a boy's toy, and it's like, first of all, the, ma- the main majority of people that buy it are for boys, which is, I'm pretty sure is true. Yeah. But I'm fine with doing Lego doing whatever. So, but it's like, yeah, so now they're like rebranding their Lego sets to be like super inclusive to both genders. But it's also like, I, I don't know. I think that has, that says more about the person that called too. Like if you're going to tell yeah. your daughter that they can't build a Star Wars Lego set, mm-hmm. that's on you. True. Like just because, like, are you saying that they're supposed to make like my little pony sets because that's for girls and Star Wars is for boys? Like that's not how it works. Let your kid play with whatever they want to play with. I think it's a very subjective topic. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think there's inherently... And and again, like thinking back to older commercials when I was a kid for Legos, I don't think there was anything inherently directed specifically at boys. Because it was just... No, I don't think so. It was just children's toys. Yeah. yeah. Ma- maybe that's changed, and I, I'm, I don't keep up with Lego commercials, but... <laughs> I, I don't keep up with any I feel like I feel like it would no. be in their benefit not to do that because... That's a wider demographic for them to sell their toys to. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird. But like you were talking about how now Lego sets have all the licensed ones. Yeah. But you know what we had when we were kids is the Lego offshoots where they were trying to create their own IPs that they could oh, do all yeah. this stuff with. They still do. Like For example, Ninjago. Bionicle. Dude, Bionicle is amazing. Did you have Bionicle when you were a kid? I that was out. I'm sure you're aware. I was, I was yeah. out of Lego by the time Bionicle like took off. Yeah, but I was aware of it. Oh my god, Bionicle was amazing. Well, they fran- they franchised the shit. I oh, remember yeah. Bionicle being a movie before I realized it was Lego. Oh really? Like I learned that at the same time. I'm like, yeah. what is this Bionicle? It looks like Lego. Oh, it is Lego. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lego brand. Yeah. yeah. Bionicle was very cool. It was very cool. Like I for, loved for like, uh, an impressionable child such as myself at the time. Yeah. I got big into Bionicle. Yeah. Every birthday, Christmas, whatever you thing. Just got a Bionicle. Just got so many Bionicles. Yeah. And they came out so fast. There was always oh yeah, new ones. and every year they had a new type of Bionicle and a new storyline yeah. and new comics. Because I like subscribed to like the newsletter, so you get like the Lego comics every month. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was big. Yeah. It was awesome. I still have them. Like. They're in this room somewhere. Your Bionicles are? No, the oh. comics are. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I need to they see your Bionicle collection. Print. Which is a sentence that nobody has ever said. What'd you say? In the year 2021. I need to see your Bionicle collection. They're at the farm. I'll show you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I could definitely point to the ones I have a I lot have. of... Um, he has a bookcase for displaying them made out of Bionicle. Oh, my God. I wish that was the case. How cool would that be? I used to just... Up until... Way too late in life, I had them displayed. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so, in other words, recently. I mean, within the within ten years, and I'm twenty, almost twenty six. Yeah. So high school, I was still proud. I also didn't like. I didn't care about my room, so I'm like, I had them sitting on the shelf since like sixth grade, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't have anything else to put on there. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I'm not gonna take the time to put it all in the box and put them out of sight. I'm like whatever. Yeah. I didn't like grow my interests as I got older in high school. <laughs> you were just stayed into Bionicles. I, I just, well, I wasn't like into Bionicles anymore, but I'm like I don't I don't have like new hobbies to replace oh, yeah. these hobbies. Fair so enough. I just didn't have hobbies, <laughs> which is sad now that I say it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got along just fine. I don't know that anybody in high school really starts hobbies in high school. I guess not. Like, you got your hobbies when you are a kid, and then... It depends they, on the they, hobby. They develop, yeah. I think. It depends on the but, hobby. Because, yeah, like, yeah. the hobbies that I have now, I need to be an adult to do them, and I need, uh... Cash to do them. <laughs> which I didn't yeah. have. Yeah. Like, I can't homebrew beer on a high school budget. That's no. not how it works. No. I mean, you could. You well, would have been not real popular. <laughs> I would have been yeah. real popular. Uh, I was already. Just kidding. Everyone that was at my high school knows I wasn't. So, well, I can't lie on any, this thing. Any Brandons from your high school aren't listening. Any Brandons? So they don't exist. Anymore. You won't. You won't get. Called, you won't get called out. For <laughs> they it. went into the Fair Brandon enough. wormhole. Fair yeah. enough. Oh, this is. This you know. Okay, what do you think about this whiskey? I think it's pretty it's good. Pretty good. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. It's a little spicy. It's it's a rye, right? Uh, Canadian whiskey. I find it smoother, smoother than the last yeah. one. I think. So this is so my the bottle before this was Pendleton's, which is similar Canadian whiskey. We'll edit out that name just in case. Can we not say that? Do you want Pendleton's to hear this and then <laughs> sponsorship? Yeah. Oh, but you're about you're, to say that bad it wasn't very good. No, it was good. It was oh. good. Well, like it's a, it's like a starter. Whiskey. <laughs> you're about to say that it wasn't Dude, very good. The the one that we're drinking now, Bareface and Pendleton's, sit right beside each other on the shelf. So, yeah. I'm not going to not. 
So I started with Pendletons, and now I'm moving up to, I guess not moving up, but moving to Bareface, because it's so cool. It's a cool bottle. It's called Bareface Whiskey, and it's like, it's got a little, like, you saw the bottle, it's got the scratch marks, and I went on the website, and it's all made in Ontario, but like North Ontario, so, and they freeze it, they like basically freeze it in this like super cold weather, and that's how they distill it. I'm I'm not sure on the distilling process, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I am in love with this. And I'm like, look at me, bareface. Yeah. It works. It's true. For those that are just tuning in, I have a massive beard. Uh, bareface and Pendleton's are not ads, by the way. Yeah, they're not sponsored. I wish they were. That'd be amazing. Hit us up. But we'd like to be. This is also the first time we're discussing liquor in any regard on this podcast, so I, guess I don't is. see how they're, we're going to want to sponsor us. Maybe this one has a free bottle. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> maybe. I mean... To I keep this podcast post. going, let's do it. Hey, I'll just say Lot 40, also a great whiskey. And if you Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I should really try good rye. What is it? What's, how is it price-wise at the store? Uh, it's can you a, get it here? Yeah, you can get it here. It's a Canadian whiskey. It's a little bit more pricey than this. It's like 40 45 bucks for a bottle. Okay. It's not that bad. Oh, guys, I got to tell you about my wild roller coaster of a day this morning. Oh, I okay. can't wait. So I started off with listening to an hour-long podcast about whiskey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which is great, because this is what we're talking about now. But, and it was, um, it was great. And uh, I'm going to find it as I talk. But, the basics of whiskey with Samara Davis from the Mixology Talk podcast. It doesn't matter. But, basically, they t- she has this thing called, like, the Black Bourbon Society. They talk about bourbon the whole time. But it was really cool. So then, I was, like, I was listening, and then... I was sitting there at lunch, and I'm like, can they make other types of whiskey that are not, like, just made of the four, like, big things, like rye and barley and corn and yeah. the other one, wheat? And I, was, and I wasn't sure. So I Googled it, and because then my mom and I were discussing quinoa. <laughs> and I thought to myself, have they made Could you make distilled? whiskey out of quinoa? Can you make any liquor out oh, of yeah. quinoa? And I'm like, what is that? Is that more of like a whiskey? It or is, is a that... grain, right? It's a grain, yeah. yeah. I believe it's an... It's, well, it's, they call it a super grain. Right. But I think it's like an ancient grain. Yeah. So I looked it up, and they have dabbled in making uh, quinoa corn whiskey. Okay. And they've also made a quinoa vodka. Okay. And basically, they this company in the States started making this quinoa corn whiskey and then they tried to sell it and they couldn't sell it because quinoa wasn't one of the four big ones and the U.S. liquor board or whatever they're called, the distillation people, they are like, this is not made of one of the four so it can't be labeled as whiskey. Yeah. And they're like, this stupid. So they like petitioned, they did all this stuff and they changed the rules so they changed the, the, what the what whiskey is the, cl- the classification the classification yeah. Yeah. yeah so they included they have the same ones and that but then they included uh quinoa and you know, uh buckwheat and all these other things and i thought that was so cool yeah because they this company just made this this product from quinoa and it's decent and then they're like we're just gonna change the rules yeah, it's, that's it's pretty cool. arbitrary just to limit it to, to it four, is. just it because is. that's how it's been done previously. Yeah. But There's, basically, you'd be surprised yeah. how many like rules and regulations there are oh, around bad. making whiskey and like what you can call it after it's made yeah. based on your like yeah, what's it called? Your grain bill or something? Yeah. is what like it's called the 
stuff that you use to make exactly yeah. Yeah, grain belt. Yeah. yeah. So, but basically, they tried to sell it the first time, and they had they were told they had to license it as a rum. Yeah. But they're like, it's not a rum. It's it's a whiskey. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have to sell it as a rum. But usually, rum has like a, like a sugar cane product yeah. in it. Which it didn't, and they're like, "This isn't. This is more close to a whiskey than a rum." But there's less rules about rum. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, the moral of the story is, they made these changes to the description of whiskey, and now it's like opened the doors for all these like, like innocuous like unknown grains that people have like are just learning about, and they're just like fermenting the heck out of them. Oh, like yeah. they're just distilling all types of weird stuff now, and they can call it all whiskey. Yeah, depending it, what it is. Depending yeah. I, also where you are. Like, it's a pretty local thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, whiskey yeah. made in Scotland is scotch. Exactly. And it, like, has different classifications depending on which area of Scotland. I, well, I think well. the process is a little different as well. <sighs> That's probably... Yeah, there, there is well. some different stuff. Yeah. Like, the cool thing about some scotches is they take, like, parts of the earth where the distillery is, mm-hmm. and they put it in the whiskey, mm. which is, like, that's so cool. It is. Yeah. It is. Just that, like, both brewing and distilling are such cool processes, and there's so, so much history, yeah. and it's just a phenomenal that we have all these different options, and if you're, like, an enthusiast of any any type of liquor, it's great. Like, there's so many options. We should, we should all just be elephants and ferment our own liquors in our noses. <laughs> what are you talking Wait, about? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you not know that <laughs> elephants will ferment... Fruit in their trunks and get no drunk. way. No. Yeah. Is that real? It's hundred percent real. I like oh your segue, God. and I want to hear more about this. This is a segue. <laughs> <laughs> is this one of the things that you thought of? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, amazing. No, we're, we're gonna get to it. But this is this is true. Okay. All right. Hit they, me with they, it. They, they'll ferment fruit. Uh, I think monkeys like accidentally or on purpose. On, on purpose. I think monkeys will also do it in like tree trunks. They'll put they'll leave. Yeah, fruit I can believe I've heard that. about that. But elephants will do it in their trunks. Oh, wow. Animals are so smart. That's so crazy. Isn't it? It's actually really cool. And like, so like they'll eat a fruit and just save some of it in their trunk for later because they know it gets them a little drunk. Yeah. That's crazy. But like, their trunk, like, wouldn't they get their their nose plugged up? I... Yeah, well, they, they literally do plug it but for that purpose. Like, they can still uh, breathe out of their mouth. Right, yeah. yeah, I guess. But they, they, they know that if they do that, that it ferments and they... They, it has an effect on them. That's whether wild. they understand entirely what it is, but like they know what it does. I that sounds amazing, and I'm super intrigued by it. And I also have a hard time believing because an yeah. elephant is huge, and I feel like yeah. it would take a lot to get an elephant. Drunk. An elephant's trunk is big. That's true, but you would have to shove that thing full of like fruit in order for it to have enough fermented drink. I imagine they probably like. Like when the time comes, they probably mix it with like with water, a watering hole or something as well. They also, Maybe. but there might. are there are other animals that ferment for the purposes of getting drunk. Really, I, I know. I think it's chimps. Yeah, and I believe I've heard about that. I believe there's other. There's also like all these funny videos online of like, like birds eating apples that fell off a tree three weeks ago, and like they get drunk off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Segwaying to elephants, I learned a very <laughs> cool thing the other day. Uh, which is recent at time of recording this podcast, that uh, how, I might have to look up the area. There are uh, tribes or tribes, groups of elephants um, in South Africa that are now evolved to the point where female elephants will have no tr- no tusks or very small tusks 
specifically to avoid human poachers. Really? Yeah. That's it was, interesting. Uh, it was this article about this whole region that it's that, that it's kind of taken place in. Uh, there was a war, I believe, in the 1950s, and uh, people in the area would obviously harvest uh, these ivory tusks from these you know elephants in the area to fund their wars. And after, when the war ended, there was all this recovery of all this ivory that they had built up and stored to, to, to sell to make right. money for their arms. Uh, they eventually got protected in the area, but like the elephants now since then have developed specifically to avoid human poachers to have no trunk, no tusks or very small tusks. That's so crazy. Is it not? Yeah, that's wild. That's, that's crazy. I like. I have often thought about like. When will we see a big evolution in the species? And now it's happened. Yeah, like well, like well, less than sixty years. Basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, about, about sixty years. But it's amazing because you put that type of pressure on a species, and they quickly evolve. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, well, because you got to think like like they use their tusks for like the territory and yeah, like and moving, moving branches, moving displays, absolutely, yeah. and defending themselves. But like obviously in that region specifically, it, humans were doing so much damage that they evolved specifically mm. to avoid. Poachers. Yeah, it's just like it was. It was quote unquote decided that the tusks weren't necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like they were more of a risk than they were a benefit. Yeah. Do you think that maybe poachers took the tusks from elephants and then let them live? I don't think. And then those. There, there, there were some pictures of like recovered tusks at, like, after this war. They had them splayed out. It didn't look like they were removed in any way that would not have probably killed the elephant. No, they upon usually the removal. They usually kill the elephant. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They, yeah. yeah. You, Sometimes you can't just cut it off. Like yeah. they, they go into like the skull where it's attached. To yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Thing. But it's, I, it's pretty. I had, do know that sometimes they like just like they like chop the the, the ivory off and then they leave the elephant alive. Sometimes I don't think it's. I, this was like the 1950s. I don't believe that was the case. No, I, I yeah. doubt it. I and doubt even it. if they left the elephant alive, I don't imagine it stays alive very much longer. I don't know. That maybe could be a reason why, like. Maybe why it's shorter is that, but, yeah. as a result of them getting their broke broken so often over time, they didn't grow back as well, and so that yeah. that, got, mm-hmm. that that gene got passed down of like shorter you know tusks that don't grow back quite as fast. Mm. But it's like but, only within the la- span of the last like sixty years. A little. Over 60 I mean, years. they've been hunting elephants for a long. How time. long do elephants live? It was it was this one region like, of, like decades. Oh yeah, like they live a long no, time, longer right? than, more than decades. They can they can live to be like. Well, I mean, well I said, well I said decades because it gives me a hundred years worth of span. Yeah, I so think, I'm not I, wrong. I think it's I think they're, an elephant's lifespan can be longer than a human's. I believe. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because there's lots of stories of like humans and elephants like meeting when they're young and then they like see each other when they're old. Yeah, those are always like really good stories. Yeah, there's that like classic one of the guys with the lion. Oh, and yeah. Like, the lion. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a classic forward from grandma. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those chain emails that yeah. we used to send around when <laughs> we were kids. Everybody heard that story in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when email, where it's like, if you don't, if, when you get an email and it's like, send this to 10 of your friends or else you'll have bad luck. Yeah. And I'm like, this is still a thing. Is it still, I guess I, the only ones that I ever get anymore are from both of my grandmas. Mm. Like they just send the, God is sending you blessings from over here. They, it sounds like that. It sounds like that's wow. a video, and it sounds exactly what? like that. I always like the ones where you get the email, and it's just a list of everybody's name, and it's, like, in fun, like, word art, and yeah. it's, like, you name your, like, sparkly name, and then, so you put your name, and then you, like, make it sparkly, and then you send it to your, your friends, and then they all send it around. Yeah. <laughs> Those were great. 
Yeah. Oh, I miss those. I won't lie, I miss those. Yeah. Old internet, like, it was something else. Like, right when everyone was, like, switching off of dial-up and, like, they had more access. Yeah. And, but you still got, like, those fun emails. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was good times. Yeah. This is a good time, too. Okay. I mean, not as good as chain emails, obviously. <laughs> it's uh, a hard... What are podcasts now? Not up, uh, an updated chain, chain, email. chain email. I mean, share with your friends. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. But it was about elephants. I wish that the white rhinos had done that because they are now extinct. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. What What do you think about ex, ex, the extinction of a species? Oh, man. Steph and I were just talking were about Were you actually? It's so weird, yeah. Because, like, I have this, like, there is this, like, idea that, like, we have to save all the species. Yeah. And... I can understand if it's our fault, like if it's humans' fault that they went extinct. Like which ninety eight percent of the time it is, and it's really hard to say because we don't really understand the full effect of humans on the earth. Yeah, like you know the butterfly effect. If we kill one bug over here, it kills a hundred bugs over there. I, I don't know how it works. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, like rising seas, temperature yeah. changes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean everything, climate change, yes, but at the same, you know, but we don't know how much we you know if we affect one species in an environment it affects all the other species well that's what i'm saying like yeah a temperature change in one place could affect a species yes. that's you exactly. know, dependent upon many others other, yeah. other places. yeah but anyways but my point was should we care so much about saving every type of species yeah i mean because i'm torn i'm not sure yeah that that's exactly what steph and i were talking about it's so weird that you just bring it up but it's like great minds it's it's strange because i mean yeah we should be conserving like if we are doing we inherited this earth and species are dying and we're now aware of it Mm -hmm. so sure let's try to conserve it Mm -hmm. but why Mm. like the earth has adapted many other things in the past i'm not like a biologist or anything i'm not far from it I'm very you, you work in tires. I Zach. change tires for a living, That's so I, nothing. But I you're say not. Matters. You are not your job, Zach. No, you are far more intelligent than that. I like to think that I'm not. You have your own hobbies, your own life. You yeah, know, you're not defined by your occupation. One of them is not biology. Right. No. Of but course. It's interesting to think like what would happen if we didn't put a dolphin in an aquarium just to say there's one left. Because mm. like they're not, like. Are they breeding and putting them back out into the wild, or are we just keeping it to be like we're keeping it alive? I understand your argument, and I I think the same way. But to me, it comes down to what can we learn, right? Yeah. How look at what do we learn from whales in captivity, from dolphins in captivity, from other species in captivity, and all that, as well as the genetic potential. I think a lot of those things, though you could argue we could have learned outside of captivity as well. If, if, it's mo- so if, hard. More, if more effort was put into, well, I know we, all the time you see specials and documentaries and, and national geographic articles about people that are doing research out in the field. Mm-hmm. Like obviously it takes more work and you got to have more money and you got to have more time to do that. But you also have ideally next to no impact on them while you're, while you're doing that as opposed to, it's I T- taking an animal from its home, putting it in a new, smaller space, mm-hmm. and you know, Seeing how they basically react. bombarding it with rigorous you know, testing, noise and sound, and, and presence of well, in general, presence of people around it. It's right. a more when stressful environment. It's not used to it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just I do I I 
I find it hard to believe that testing and observing animals and running experiments in the wild is as easy as having them in captivity. Oh, I, I'm not saying it's, it is. Like, I'm not, it's I'm far, not saying it is. Like, I, I, it has to be much easier. I guarantee it's much harder to do it on the field. Yes. But you're also not disrupting... No, I, I, I'm all for it. Like, if, that, if that's the way we do it, that's great. But I do know, like, yeah, we, we've learned so much already. And I'm not advocating for animals in captivity. But <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's to a talk weird about. thing. You, you, to your talk point. About. Your point is that probably protection should be implemented to learn from them. Yes. As the more we know about a species, the better we are at helping them and protecting them, and not disrupting the ecosystem as much. Yeah. So on that note, I read this article today. Okay. Uh, this just came out today. That. Uh, you know what a condor is? The bird, yeah. It's like yes. a really big bird. Yeah. Uh, they, there's only 500 alive right now. What? Yeah, there's only 500. There's different types of condors though, right? Yeah, this I think is specifically the California condor. Oh. So there's only 500 of those alive, but because they've been able to keep them in captivity mm-hmm. and study them, they learned today that they're capable of virgin births. I saw something about yeah. that. I didn't. I saw a headline. I didn't realize what it was. Yeah, they're capable of... Okay, giving, that to me, though. They're capable of giving birth to a With, baby condor without the without fertilization of an egg. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's that, nuts. That is crazy. That, that, that's a reptile thing. I, I want to know yeah, how that works scientifically. Some amphibians and stuff. Yeah, it's like a new, like they just found out so today. So the egg is unfertilized? Well, it's fertilized. Like it's just... But the female fertilizes it. This is the tweet from the San Diego Zoo, which is okay. where they found it. They said, uh, scientists at SDZWA. That's the zoo. That's the San Diego Zoo <laughs> with animals. Okay, wow. Uh, discovered two California condor chicks that have at- hatched from unfertilized eggs. This sort of asexual reproduction, known as parthenogenesis, mm. is a first for the species and provides new hope for their recovery. Okay, wow. now do we think... That that has always been the case, or do we think that they evolved to do that in captivity? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, trying is to it skip like the, the elephants, article. or well, have they always done that? Considering it's just now being learned, and I imagine, you know, humans probably had condors in captivity for quite some time. Oh yeah, true. If there's only five hundred, probably right something now. that's been like, yeah, developed over time. Maybe. So apparently, it's been documented in turkeys, finches, and domestic pigeons. Yeah, so they, they obviously so like it they, does happen. Yeah, they obviously have the potential to. So more than happen. one bird can do this. But the so the crazy thing about that is, if you do conserve these species, you, you might find one. out that they're capable of pathogenesis. That's what I'm saying. Was. Like it's so tough to know what's going on because every species has unique traits specifically for them yeah and if you eliminate that species you are miss you're potentially missing out on maybe something that could revolutionize human history yeah you're losing that data for if we had that ability humans we could have babies without the dudes you know how much time we would save (laughs) (laughs) well like that even goes to like um i want to i want to say it was an insect or or something i'm totally misquoting of course this fact that i think i know mike but there's they, <laughs> God damn it. You know what? I challenge listeners to fact check me in the comments. Please do. Yeah. I want to know the real answer. Wait. There's um like this new there was a new material that was being used for space shuttles for like like stress and it like hull integrity. Okay. That's based upon like 
like designs found in nature from animals. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Um, it wasn't. I want to say it was like an like a spider a, a silk kind of thing, or I want to say it was like a. I think I read about something to do about like like skin texture. It wasn't scales. Was it like butterfly wings? That's how I seem to be remembering it. Maybe I think the one I think the one I'm thinking of was something else. Is it time for a Google? But (laughs) it's like, but like literally, they developed this entirely new way to fabricate uh, material to uh, basically. I think it was like ten times the, the amount of stress it could take per square inch. Entirely from the, the design found in nature from like yeah. this one species that, that might be from like a uh, like a sea creature. I think. Let me look, time for a Russell Google. My, my I want to say gecko. It's not gecko though. Are we doing a Google? Okay, yeah. we're gonna go, go for it. Space station, space thingy with animal based no. stuff. No, no, no it's no. not even close. <laughs> you're you're terrible at doing these. Mice aboard International Space Station. What? Are, do- are there any animals on the space station? I don't know. Tardigrades. Oh, they're cool. Tardigrades, tardigrades are, so are crazy. Cool. They're very cool, but we'll talk about them later. Uh, space station material made from animal idea. Welcome to Tardigrade Podcast. <laughs> the modern Tardigrade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, growing plants in space. What materials are space stations made of? Dragon brings fresh supplies. What? You're not going to find it with what you asked. <laughs> Is this still under what you... Vocalize. Uh, yeah. Could okay. humans build a tall tower or giant rope to space? Yes, please. I think I watched a video house. about that once. Like, could you build an elevator to the moon? I mean, they can't even build a bridge to Vancouver Island. I don't think so. But, like, like it would be like you take a shuttle from the surface of the Earth up to the atmosphere and then take, like... like a, I actually had this conversation, like, a couple days ago. Oh, yeah? Um, and I... I foresee them using the power of the vacuum of space as a pneumatic tube to suck us to the moon. Yeah, maybe. Pneumatic tube? Like a pneumatic tube. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't they they build they design it in a way that they can har- they can rely not harvest, but rely on the use the vacuum of space as a vacuum. As a vacuum, <laughs> as in a pneumatic tube yeah. and just go in a little pod and go Yeah, maybe. and then we're on the moon. Yeah, I mean, the thing I was watching a video about was, like... And they have a big cushion at the end. There's one end, at, like, at the atmosphere of the... Does the moon have an atmosphere? Yeah, because we can jump. Uh, well, it has, it has gravity. Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's there, different. there is not an it, atmosphere. I don't think there's an atmosphere, no. Anyways, you have a thing a little bit off of the moon, okay. and a thing, like, a long tube that runs all the way to Earth. Okay. And they are only held to each end by the respective gravity of each planetary okay. body. This literally goes into what we talked about last week. Oh, come do you on. Know, do, you know, do you know how... No, slightly. Hold that thought. Do you know how far... No, I'm going to ask... Okay, okay, okay. Do you have any idea how far away the moon is from the Earth? Several thousand kilometers. Yeah, it, it takes like three days to get there. Yeah. We literally talked about... We found this article and we talked about it at great length, actually. It's true. That you can fit... Every celestial body in this solar system, yeah, like, between the Earth sun, and the between moon. the Earth and the moon, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's crazy, That's crazy. Yeah, what was that video again? Is it Corridor from Corridor? Corridor. Anyways, okay. they have a lot of cool stuff. I had a really funny joke, but it's not going to be funny anymore, so it's fine. Uh, sorry, it's, I talk too much. Yeah, you no, know, you don't talk enough, Zach. I talk too much. So I did find an article on like uh, like natural materials influencing science. Okay, there is an example of butterflies. Mm, okay. Um, not the example I was thinking of, but there, that that is one example. Okay, and there's like other, like um, like super liquid like p- 
porous surfaces that like uh, zero zero uh, surface tension. Oh, okay. kind of things. But there, there's others. But um, they it's, uh, it happens a lot. You know what's really cool? I talked to do you know Dan like, like tall Dan? <laughs> Maybe tall Dan. You know tall Dan. B team. Yeah, B team. Uh, I think I met Dan once. Yeah. Okay. So tall <laughs> Dan's like six feet. Or seven feet. He's tall. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Tall boy. Six feet or seven <laughs> feet. One or the other. One, one or the other. Okay, no, the other one is a circus. I think person. he's like 6'11 or something like that. That can't be true. Is he actually that yeah, tall? Yeah, he's super tall. He's not 6'11. 6'11 is insane. He's like super tall. He's not that tall. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> he means, he's like maybe 6'6. Six, six. Dan, when we, we have him on the Dan podcast, on the podcast when we have tall Dan on the, on the podcast, we are going to tall see how tall he is for real. Yeah, we'll measure him. I'll bring him in. Because he definitely doesn't get that enough. Being a tall person. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Anyway, we should ask him if he plays basketball. Come in and talk about this one obvious thing that is about, uh, about your character. <laughs> no, you yeah. know what? I want Tall Dan on the podcast because he knows and, a lot about cryptocurrency and he knows a lot about um, like stock market stuff. And I really want to get into that. You know, you know what you do? You have him on. Don't ask him about his height. I was going to say would be the courteous thing to do. I was yeah. going to say we should have him on. And the rule is that each of us can only ask him one question. And no, and it cannot be how's the weather up there, because that he gets that so often. Would he say rainy and then spit on you? <laughs> I think that's a Bo Burnham. Joke. <laughs> Is that a Bo Burnham joke? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so too. It's funny. He's good. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. I didn't like his newest one, but he's a funny you didn't guy. like that. The thing we watched, I watched twenty minutes. I hate. Oh it. yeah, you turned it off. Oh, yeah. it was garbage. I watched it alone, inebriated what? at like two in the morning, and, and it, it made hilarious. me cry. Yeah. Okay. Got it. It. Uh, it, like it got me really emotional by the end of it. Oh really? Like emotional? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not talking about crying, laughing. I'm talking about crying. I hate my life, crying. Uh, yeah. You know what I say to that, Zach? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. But that's the whole point. Like the weight of that is crushing sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You I. Say something. Anyways. A. Dan, come on the podcast. Oh right. We want you. Yeah. I want to uh, ask you if you play basketball. I don't. I don't think he played basketball in high school. I don't remember. He probably did because you can't miss that resource and, and yeah, you, why you can't would you just give not up use that, that opportunity. Like we were great at six eleven. There's also a big controversy in my high school for like senior basketball because we didn't have a basketball team. There was this whole thing about it. It was everyone was mad. But I'm getting way off topic. But that's what a podcast <laughs> is for. Yeah, Dan, come on the podcast. I know you're listening. We want you. <laughs> he can talk for like two hours straight on like the Wealth Simple app. Great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. We should um, see if they'll sponsor the episode <laughs> before we give them a ton of free advertising. Um, that was my fault. But uh, anyways, his girlfriend um, uh, works with sea, sea urchins. Oh. And she was telling me the other day about how she's studying these sea urchins and how their protein structures grow in their infantile stages. And these protein structures for sea urchins are so unique and so strong that if it can be replicated with, like, in, like, human-scale buildings and architecture, it it would be one of the strongest things ever. Huh. That might be something that, one of the things that I've heard about. Yeah. So sea urchin, like, protein structures are super, like, dense, and but super also, like, movable. I don't know what the word is. But they're amazing, basically. I'm, Look I'm, it up. I'm pretty sure that actually was the thing I was thinking That might be it, yeah. Yeah, because so, it, it was about building materials and like and like support yeah. and structure. Yeah, I mean it would make sense. Like they're so far underneath the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, does it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Water. I'm not sure how it works. 
I can ask her, but... Um, I'm yeah. not a biologist. Basically, when I was in grade 11, they I did a project on sea urchins, and it was the pivotal moment of my high school career. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this last night. Were we? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you brought this up last night, too. <sighs> it's on my mind, man. Yeah. So, shout out to Chris and Connor and Evan. You guys rock. Um, and we did this group project on sea urchins, and it was so cool and everyone was blown away yeah so at the end it was like the whole like semester's project like the big thing at the end so the teacher mr bucker he would he said you know don't just like make a powerpoint and do whatever like it's got to be big so we interviewed over skype a uh lady from california who works with sea urchin um rescues was it everybody was doing sea urchins no no, no. we oh. were doing everyone picked like a, a oh, it was a group project yeah so okay, it was four gotcha. of us and we did sea urchins and then yeah. all the other groups had a different animal right uh sea creature animal and it had to be one that was like endangered so we did the uh red sea urchin and so we talked we video skyped a lady with the red sea urchin rescue organization in california and she gave us a bunch of information and we like recorded bits and then we put it in our presentation we uh, talked to Alan Ardent of UFV, who is a who teaches uh, sea stuff. <laughs> Don't know if he even still works there. Marine biology. Marine biology. <laughs> Something think, along those lines. I think he teaches that. It, it's a long. It's been a long time. I don't even know if he's still there. He was great though. So we like videotaped him and we recorded this whole thing, and he was amazing. And then we emailed uh, Chef Tojo. Who is the inventor of the California roll? Whoa. He is a super high-end chef. How did you get to talk to him? We emailed him, and we told him that we wanted to do an interview, and they responded and said yes. We can get anybody on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> if you, for a high school My project, high could get the inventor of a California kids, roll. We showed up with a, with a handheld camcorder, and we're like, ready for the interview? He's like, yeah. And he had prepared... This guy is, like, super famous. That is insane. So, and he showed us, like, all the people. He's, like, he's cooked for the queen. He's cooked for all these people. He invented all this cool stuff. And then he had these beautifully laid out dishes that he made from sea urchin. And we tasted them. And it was incredible. And we, like, recorded everything he said. And we did this long interview. And it was crazy. That's insane. And then we did our presentation, and then we like super, had it super well rehearsed, and we like, and like all our, like everybody was there, and it was like this whole thing, and people were like shocked. They were like, and they're like, is that Tojo? Like, yeah, that's Tojo. And this, they were like, that's crazy. I can't believe Russell did a good job on a project. That is, you bugger. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, no, I was okay in high school. I was okay. Like, I didn't do much studying. Let's be honest. But it didn't matter. I was smart. Ish. 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 Smart-ish. It's all gone now, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, super off track. And That's not uh, off track. No, but, uh, I mean, there is no track in this podcast. So. We can take this part out, but you know how we could get some really interesting guests? What's up? Like, email the colleges and be like, if you have any professors that are really interested in their field, mm-hmm. like, because those are such fun people to talk to, like, people that are, like, really passionate about yeah. what they do, like... Yeah, that'd be interesting. I know a guy who teaches at Yale. He's a math teacher. I know. I met him once. Um, but he, we got into a really good chat. But he would totally be down for it. And yeah. I talked to him about, like, he's in a band. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. yeah, I told him. Yeah, you were yeah. telling me. So he's in a band. He loves talking about math. Awesome guy. I know there's probably a couple of uh, teachers at my high school that would probably come on. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know a guy from Trinity Western, a professor that would probably come on. I mean, I'm just talking out of my butt. Oh, we can have tons of people. But, on. I mean, I'm, I, can, I haven't asked them. So, <laughs> if you're listening, I haven't asked you. But, hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. I just had that idea. Thought it'd be cool. Yeah. And I'll, I'll remind myself when I listen to this while I'm editing it. I think that the types of people that though, like the type of discussion that that's would go into, we need to work on our interviewing skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, yeah, I think it's a down the line thing. Yeah. It's a down the line. When, when we're better at this. When we're better. But yeah, that, that's actually a great idea. It's also yeah. a different dynamic because we've got, it's just the three of us, you know, shooting the, yeah. you know, chewing the fat, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if we had, you know, even if we get somebody in here next week, you know, and we're like, hey, you know, we have a couple of things I, that we want to talk about, right? I know how much John wants to talk to you about cows. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I love talking about cows. Yeah. Uh, it's very true. a good cow. Yeah. What do you guys think about the newer Pixar shorts? I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen a Pixar movie in quite a while. That's not true. What's been the the latest three Pixar movies? Coco, Soul. Didn't see it. (laughs) Coco was a while ago. Was it? I don't know. Soul came out last year. Raya and the Last Dragon came out last year. We should watch that one. Those might be Disney movies. They're interesting. Is, Is it all the same at this point, or... The I la- think so. the last like, movie yeah. kind of like 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 those kind of movies I watched was uh, was it, is it Onward? Oh, okay, oh Onward's yeah. great. I watched yeah. Onward. I liked Onward a lot actually. Yeah, because they don't show them before the movies anymore. What do you that's, mean? That's weird. Like within the last few movies, obviously, because they've been. Oh, you mean those lot. little tiny clips that they play in front of movies? In no, the like, like the classic one with the old guy in the chessboard. Yeah, that's yeah. And the the fun one that they they were doing a walk for a while with the little uh, bow bow one yep. with, the, with yep. the dumpling yeah there's that one so those are the two ends of the spectrum in my opinion right. because back in the day they were fun like that one with the guy playing chess it's funny it's just funny it's fun there's no there's no words there it's was funny. one about like birds on a wire I one of the birds, birds is too wire. fat for the yep. wire so it sags down and he gets <laughs> off and they all go flying yeah yeah they made fun of them. there's there was like <laughs> there was like one with a jackalope like they used to just be fun silly cartoons right but now they're making like there was that bow one and that's like oh you gotta like culture and well it's like you gotta love your kids while they're growing up it's like they make the pixar shorts for adults now because, like, it started with the one before Moana. Not Moana. Um, I haven't seen Moana. Inside Out. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Moana. It's I haven't seen Inside I've, Out either. I watched pretty, pretty Inside Out's really good, and Moana's really good. I've seen Moana, like, three times. The one before Inside Out was, like, the musical one with the two volcanoes. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's pretty dark. Yeah. The Pixar shorts have gotten darker. Well, that's the thing. Time. I think. I think. It, I, think I wouldn't say Bow is dark. Well, mm. I mean, if you kind of think of it, the old guy in the chessboard is kind of dark too. I, mean, I it's, guess it's he, an old yeah. guy in a park by himself playing chess. With no himself. one else to play with, so he plays with himself. It, but it's not so in your face dark. I agree, and I think. Does Bow? But, but I think the, the volcano one is actually yeah pretty good. He gets eaten at the end. Yeah. How does Bow go again? I can't even remember. I don't even think. I've I don't think one. he gets oh. eaten. He does. A hundred percent, he gets eaten. Yeah, I remember that moment true. in the theater because yeah. I think they played that one before Coco, which I saw in theaters. But see, I always liked the Pixar ones because they they seem like they seem like 
they're telling one story, whether it's you know a, a, a dark ending or, or a funnier ending, they seem like they're telling one story and, and you get the subtext of another. Yeah. That's what I like about them. Whether, yeah. whether it's the volcano one's a little dark or or the old guy, you know, it's sad that he's, he's in the park alone playing by himself. Yeah. And he, maybe he's crazy. But, like, I like when they have, like... Like double stories, like yeah, that. they should definitely have like a moral, obviously, yeah. But like, it seems like the 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 most recent ones, the moral is for the adult. Like, so I watched the most recent one, which I guess came out with Rhea. Um, Steph showed it to me because she had already seen it. It's called Float. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Should I keep it? Is that the one with the bird on the beach? No. Okay, that's no. Different. It's about a kid. Uh, who can float. Oh. But his dad doesn't want him to float. Oh. And I mean, you can kind of see, like, where it goes from there. Like, the premise... Right. Proceeds he, naturally. But... He, like, learns how to float on his own, and he finds his roar or whatever it is. No. No? He dies? No. no oh. the... <laughs> so I'll just <laughs> Those say, are the two extremes. Skip me. ahead 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever, if you don't want to hear it. But basically, the kid is at a playground floating... All the other kids, they're like, oh, this kid can float. What the heck? And the dad's like, he grabs him by the shoulders and says, why can't you just be normal? Mm. Whole place goes silent. It's like, accept your kids for who they are. Whatever. Okay. That's not fun for a kid to watch. I could not see a kid being entertained by that that short. That's not really... Like a subtext story, like a lot of the other it was so in your face. Yeah, but yeah. that's yeah. I, I can see why. I don't like that at all. Yeah. No, it was so like. And the others, it was the, the others have been kind of like that too lately. Because yeah, because it was well. I mean, Bao was like about like the mom resenting the kid while he was growing up and then missing oh, yeah. him when he moved out. Like it's about empty nest syndrome. <laughs> like no kid. I mean, it's cute that it's yeah, like it's a little dumpling, but not like. For kids. Like, there's not a dry eye in the room when that short plays in the theater. I think but that's what all of, want, though. all of the dry eyes belong to kids because they're like, what's happening right now? Yeah, they don't understand, oh, you one day you're going to go to college and everything's going to be different. Yeah. Not to say everyone has to go to college, but carry Yeah, on. that's not what I expect from, from a Pixar. But then again, at the same time, if they're doing, like, more, you know, artsy experimental stuff, I don't have a problem with that. But, yeah. yeah it's... Well, there was that Paperman one. That one was so cool. It was like a 2D animated one. It sounds familiar. I can't remember what that one played before, but it's a really cool one. The animation's really cool. The story is like pretty simple and like it would be entertaining for a kid. There's like a little love story in there. So it it like, sounds familiar. Yeah. It's enough. Mm-hmm. But like, why are you making shorts about empty nest syndrome? Like, that's so weird. Realistically? To win an award, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, because, that one. Because a lot of awards for those. Yeah, like yeah, like okay. animated short shorts. films. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because honestly, like a lot of the older Pixar ones were really good and probably should have won. And I don't know if they had categories for that stuff back then. Yeah, I don't know. I think animated shorts are. It's pretty new. Very recent. Like, yeah. like I remember, I remember when they put shorts in the Oscars when they first started. Well, even yeah. animated movies. Like, wasn't Shrek the first animated movie to win an Oscar? It might. Maybe was no. it was a Shrek or maybe maybe it was something well no. it was maybe something like right before that but because Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs won the Oscar for Best Picture the year it came out yeah but but was there but a you're talking their own category yeah was there a category? yeah I don't I don't know when that category got added time sounds like a Google search I, I think I remember Shrek being when they introduced it when were animated films brought into the awards shows close oh, enough Oscars Oscars yeah. 
Remember when they tried to add like a popular movie category to the Oscars? What was the first animated that was film one year. to win a competitive yeah. Oscar? They had Shrek. that category one year. It was, eh? Yeah. For the Academy Award? He won to win a competitive <laughs> he Oscar. Won. <laughs> he won. Well, Shrek, Shrek, is, Shrek is yeah. a person. Yeah. Okay. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it was Shrek. 2002, Shrek won the first Best Animated Feature Oscar. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, animated shorts, I believe, probably didn't happen until a couple years after He that. beat yeah, Monsters, Inc. That's crazy, because now uh, Disney I, Pixar wins every year. Yeah, I, I but think, to think, think that think Shrek was, was better than Monsters, Inc.? I think that. Oh, I don't. I, I disagree with I haven't that. seen Monsters, Inc. in a long time, I'll admit. And When's I've the seen last Shrek, Shrek more recently. Mark was Shrek is but slow. The first one is kind of slow, I'll admit that. But, but Shrek it, is so it, endearing. It's, it's got a lot of jokes that I still laugh at, though. Yeah. Mostly mostly, mostly from just Shrek and Donkey. That's true. Okay. Yeah. If you had two movies in th- in front of me and it was Shrek and Monsters, Inc., which one would you watch? I would pick Monsters, Inc. every time. I would pick Monsters, Inc. as well. Yeah. Just for a couple reasons. One, I've seen Shrek a lot. I don't think I've seen it that much. Because I think when I was a kid, I would watch, like, the beginning when they get to the castle, I would stop watching and then fast forward to the end scene That's and then terrible. watch that. You call yourself a film person? Well, I, what do you want from me? I was like seven years old. I mean, Come on. yeah, well. Like, it gets really slow in the middle when you're dealing with Fiona's when, whole thing. When, when they're traveling back with her, I'll, I'll agree, yes. When they're traveling back with her, it is kind of a little, a little more drawn out than it needed to be. But, like, there's there's good stuff after the castle. Like, on the way to the castle, and then at, at the castle where they're fighting the dragon and stuff. Yeah. And then... But Shrek was, like, a big deal when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. But so was Monsters, Inc. Yeah. No, so, I, yeah, I agree. I would, I, ha- I would have to see Monsters, Inc. again to really... I would have to watch both but, again. Yeah. I mean, Disney Pixar is, like, a, a factory for entertaining Yeah, movies, it's hard so not it's... to mess them up. Yeah. But they do sometimes. That movie's so good. The soundtrack for that movie yeah. is amazing. Like the kind of jazzy, like all the all the Smashing Pumpkins songs. And... Mm, nope. No, 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 no. Talking no. about Monsters Inc. You're talking about. Oh, Shrek. sorry, I'm talking about Shrek. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about Monsters Inc. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. Yeah, the I soundtrack apologize. for Monsters Inc. is incredible. The Sh- Shrek soundtrack is good too. Yeah, they got that Counting Crows song in there. Which one? Uh. And you call yourself. A <laughs> Am I thinking? I'm thinking of Shrek too. <laughs> Shrek too has a Counting Crows oh, song. Oh, okay. Uh, accidentally in love. That's a Counting Crows song. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the the singer's name for Counting Crows? Adam Duritz. Okay. I kept forgetting his name because I listened to him on Rogan, and he inspired me to go donate blood for the first time. Adam Duritz. Yeah. Oh, cool. He was in an accident and he almost died, and it was pretty powerful. You should listen to it. Yeah. Should listen. He was in a car crash. Anyway, Shrek Two yeah, is by sorry. far the superior film. To Shrek One. Oh yeah. Maybe. I don't remember it's Shrek 2 that well. Give me an example other than it, subjectively it's Spider-Man it, 2. Give me an example of a of a series of movies where the first one isn't the best. Well, s- series of movies or like trilogy one franchise, you want one franchise. For one franchise. We I mean you had this conversation where the first too isn't the best. Yeah. I know that you you would say Spider Man two right away, so I, I know I'm going to leave well, that one out. It's on the tip of my mind. Me and you had this conversation like two weeks ago, uh, and we both there agreed, are we both agreed that the second movie was the better one. I there are examples. I it's really hard to come up with them though. I would say that oh never whether mind. it's a trilogy or a franchise, whatever. Find me a, a series where the first one isn't the best. Everyone always says Empire Strikes Back is better than A New oh, Hope. Yeah, Star Wars. Okay. I disagree with that though. I think A New Hope is better. Oh. I think the pacing is, is different in both, and that's what, yeah. what people... A New Hope had bigger cultural impact. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's actually critically better. 
I don't know. I just think that like when they made Empire, they were like they realized that they had something, so they like went yeah. more for the blockbuster thing. But I think okay. that like I think the story is better in A New Hope. You're probably right. I mean, again, there's no right or wrong. But, it's just my opinion. I mean, but, let's not go too deep into Star Wars because haters all of gonna Star hate. Wars is ripped from Dune. So it, <sighs> it's ripped and from you know what? Uh, an old samurai. They only film. made one Dune. So What's that movie called? there's a reason for that. <laughs> they didn't. Wait, didn't they? No, Dune's been made twice. And yeah, but have they the, made the, a second? The Dune? book series is uh, well, technically yes, because they did do they did a retelling. I want to say it was like early two thousands. They did a. Mm. I saw it as a miniseries on TV. I think it might have been released as a movie as well. And then they did do like the Children of Dune after that, which was really good. I don't remember that at all. It was like a four or five part miniseries. Okay, so like, they came out with the original Dune movie, like the nineteen eighty something. Yeah, other. and then what did they make after that? Nothing. Okay, so but they didn't make like a sequel to Dune, did no. they? N- not from that first one. No. Okay. But they made a, t- a short TV series, is what you're saying? I saw it as a t- as like an on TV miniseries. I believe it was released as a full movie afterwards. Like, okay, but it's like together. a like a t- TV. It's, movie. it's like a five hour oh movie. Yeah. That was wow. a thing that they used to do a it was, lot. Like they in the used to do that. I, I actually really liked that one. And then they did Children of Dune like a year or two later, uh, continuing the story of like the the, the kids of the main characters. Later. Okay, and then and also the main characters as they could progress. Right. I really like that one. That was really. Have good. we seen? Has any of us seen the new Dune? I have not. No. You've seen it? I I watched. I <sighs> I didn't go to a theater. Mm, I see what you're saying. And I you watched it on HBO Max with a membership that you paid for. Uh, I will not mention the name of that account, but yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I I would like to see it. Uh, how pro- is properly? How is Timothy Chalamet? Is that how you say Chalamet? I think it's Chalamet, yeah. He's so great. I love him. Yeah. I, I agree He's with... really good at making that one face. <laughs> he, he was pretty good. I agree with what some other people have said, and I, I kind of listened to the, what the, their take on it, mm-hmm. that the new one did a good job of dumbing down... Well, not even dumbing down, but like excluding a lot of exposition and stuff that... That was for that's, the, that's for the hardcore That's going to get... That's going to get new people really confused. Yeah, because yeah. the book's pretty dense, right? I've never read and it. And the first movie's really there's, dense. There's an entire series even before Dune. Oh yeah. my god. It's bad. Like, I think... The, it's great for fans. I think the timeline of the entire book series is something like 36,000 years. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and Dune takes place, like, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So... But is it... Was Dune written first? And then they, like, made all this supplementary I, material? Or I don't know for sure. Yeah. Google time. But I can tell you that they they cut a lot of stuff down Dune to be easier series. to grasp while still making it intriguing enough that you don't necessarily need a full explanation but you kind of get the gist of it there's there's space people some have learned how to use you know whether it's you know psychic powers or whatever yeah. that have been developed or bred into them etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. yeah uh and it's it's graspable You're right and I think the effects look great, and I think the acting was actually really good by a lot of the cast, yeah. uh, especially like people that you don't see on the screen for very long. Oh yeah, um, I mean people do love that Timothy Chalamet. Have you seen The King on Netflix? No, phenomenal. See in that? Yeah, yeah, really good. He's the king. <laughs> the <titular. laughs> well, well, in this he's Modi. Oh yeah, the chosen yeah. One. So he's always the chosen one in every movie. He's the dude. Even when he's in Little Women, he's the chosen one. At the end of this movie, I I watched the to the end of it, and I wanted 
to see what the next one was. Yeah. I don't believe even even as as of now when it's been doing so well uh, that it's greenlit for a sequel. I think it was greenlit for a sequel before the first one came out. I heard it was not. Oh, okay. I heard as of like maybe in the with this last week that it wasn't. It might be now. Yeah, but it wasn't. Is it not doing well? Like box office wise, I think it's doing well. I think that they're scared that they're going to mess up the second one. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's making money, it's, it's not going to matter. It's got a great director, so yeah. But Who like uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, I'm right. Probably yes. not yeah, yeah, saying yeah. that right. That's, no, that, that's probably wrong. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's wrong? Whatever. No, that's right. That's, he that's, made that's, that's... the Blade Runner sequel, too. Yeah. Did he yeah. really? Blade yeah. Runner 2049? Yeah, he yeah. made that. Yeah, Which he did, did not else. do well at the box office, even though like people generally like that movie. What? It um, did not do well at the box office. Denis Villeneuve. He made Prisoners. He made Arrival. He made... I loved Arrival so mm-hmm. much. Arrival's so good. I got really into it, and I was like, man, this story's actually really great. And yeah. then when, mm-hmm. I, when I caught up to like what the story was actually trying to tell me, uh, I was like... Man, that was a really good I didn't movie. Yeah. love Arrival, but I liked it. That's like probably one of my favorite science fiction movies. Really? That, oh my god, it's so Arr- good. Arrival and Annihilation have been my favorite of the last. Annihilation's movie. real good. I never finished it's Annihilation, so but it's so I good. Yeah. You, Wait, you, oh, sorry, you didn't finish it. I didn't whole... finish it. You didn't I read it? some of the best part of it is the end. I read the book, The Lighthouse. Oh, you read. The I read the book, but I didn't finish the movie. Wait, Annihilation is the one with Natalie uh, Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah. When they get to the lighthouse, it gets real yeah. weird and real good. Yeah. I had to look up what the heck was going on after I watched. <laughs> a, li- a little yeah. bit of it is a little confusing if you don't understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Same I, with Arrival. Like, yeah, yeah. When I yeah, went yeah. to see Arrival in the theaters, as I was leaving, a guy there was like nobody in the theater that we went to. Like, it was me and Steph and a couple friends, and then like two other groups of people. Right. And one singular person went to see this movie alone. So we walk out of the theater, and this one singular person like found me in the lobby and he was like great movie huh and i was like yeah yeah i thought it was really good and he was like what do you think it meant though and i was like what do you mean (laughs) and he was like well like at the end like what did what happened and he i like explained like he wanted me to explain it to him because he didn't get it (laughs) and like i finish it and he's like yeah that's what i got too (laughs) yeah that was a great movie (laughs) He had no idea what <laughs> was going on. Definitely had no idea. That was that. That's to Arrival's credit. I think they do a great job of like intercutting things to not tell you like what's going on until it's prevalent, like relevant. Yeah, they they, they hide the plot from you really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the premise of it, which yeah. is great. But same with Annihilation. Like I walked out of that movie. I didn't walk out of it. I watched it not in theaters, but I. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I need someone to explain this to me. Yeah. So then I looked it up. Yeah. But I, I still, I still think that Rival has, or sorry, um, Annihilation is one of the scariest things on on film as completely. Yeah. That, I always hear about that. That whole that thing was you, you didn't catch that part. I didn't get to that part. You, no. oh, I was, I recommend watching like it movie. just for that. That is, it's such a, it's so spine chilling. It yeah. is. And the the tension and the build up for what like what it all happens is just. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I gotta finish it's, it's that movie. It's borderline sure. unsettling, but like, it's compelling. Yeah, and to think that like the entire movie is basically just an, an analogy for spoilers. Can- uh, spoiler. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's an analogy for cancer. Yeah, and it, which is crazy, and yeah. you and you don't realize it until you watch it back, and then they explain it. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, 
I'll have to finish it. I think I stopped watching it because I was watching it alone and I thought Steph might like it. So I was like, ah, I should say. Oh, it's spooky one. I don't know yeah. if she's going to like it. She likes scary movies. All right. I'm in it. Let's yeah. do it. Also, I just looked up that the Denny Villeneuve Denny guy. Villeneuve, yeah. And he is also the director of Enemy, which yes. is oh my God. really good movie. Enemy's crazy. A24 film, yeah. super solid. I've not seen that. You haven't seen I, Enemy? I've heard really good things. Jake Gyllenhaal, and he watches like this. So basically, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's... Um, he has his wife and then he, uh, watches this weird movie and he sees somebody in the movie as an extra and it looks just like him. So he hunts that's, this. Yeah. That's probably where you want to leave yeah. it as far as plot explanation yeah. goes. Okay. Basically. Like, and he tries to find this double of him. Yeah. yeah. He also made prisoners. Prisoners. Uh, Great. Sicario. I actually never saw Sicario. I haven't seen it either. I've heard good things. I want to yeah. watch it. Because the second one's supposed to be really good, too. It, yeah, I heard the second one was not as good, but still good. Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, Dune, Dune Part 2, 2023. Okay, so it has been greenlit. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty recent. Um, then, he did earlier work. Incendies. Uh, Incendies. Yeah. Polytechnic. Technique. French film, I assume. Maelstrom. And August 32nd on Earth. That was a 98 film. Don't know what that was. I've seen Incendies. It's pretty good, too. It's very intense. What's it about? Is it like sci-fi or? No, it's like a, like a Canadian thriller, kind of. Okay. But it's, uh, yeah, it's in French, the whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, I love foreign films. He's good at doing, like, different genres, obviously, because, yeah, yeah, Dune was, it was good. Like, I had, again, already seen familiar with the dude like yeah. bo- both the, f- the, f- the first movie in the 80s and then the 2000s thing yeah I still enjoy it yeah have you read the book I have not yeah I read it a lot like when I was in like middle school oh yeah so I don't remember nothing I, I know the series is just like it's, it's so expansive well it's yeah. the book was written in 1965 and it was it's still it was A the best selling sci-fi book of all time and B, it's widely critiqued as the best one of all time. It was only written in 65? Yeah. I, I would have thought it would have been older than that. Yeah, uh, Frank Herbert, 1965. Wow. And did you find out if the like universe-expanding stuff was written I, after it was hard the fact? I couldn't okay. find it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm now on the A24 Film Company page. Hi. Yeah. Uh, which I read. I listened to a podcast about the other day. Shout out to Raiders of the Lost Podcast because they're great. Every podcast you shout out the notes. <laughs> I love podcasts. <laughs> no, that's great, and I, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, that's you, the you know what, guys. Raiders of the Lost Podcast, like, like, just put a comment below. Yeah, I love Raiders of the Lost Podcast. I listen to them almost daily. That's Anyways, carrying on, they did just did one on A twenty four film, the movie studio, right? And their movies are so good. They're like yeah. basically ruling the world on like new horror these days yeah like low budget like drama and horror yes. stuff horror stuff especially for sure yeah, yeah they did enemy they did uh hereditary they did yeah. um which probably means they did midsummer as well midsummer somar whatever they, no it's midsummer i believe yeah i don't know everyone says somar i'm like that doesn't no i mean it's spelled like somar but yeah they made it follows too right i'm trying or was to that bloom house I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to find a list. Here we go. Okay. Uh, no, that's television. I'm sorry. Filmography. List of A24 films. Read article. Here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. They did The Disaster Artist? Yeah. Oh, nice. And Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird oh, wow. was really good. 
Disaster Artist is probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in the last ten years. It's a good Remember one. that one, Mike? It's good. <laughs> what's the What's the line? What's the line, Mike? I did not hit a. I did not. Oh, hi, Dougie. <laughs> Were you familiar with like the phenomenon behind that of movie the room before I, I was watching the Disaster Artist? Uh, no, not really. Oh no, not really. Yeah. I was very familiar. Yeah, yeah. Why is it so hard to look at these movies? Okay, a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan Three, <laughs> Ginger and Rosa, Spring Breakers. I haven't seen it. They really like James Franco, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, who's not? What's not to like? Mm. James Franco's pretty solid. You don't like James Franco? Well, just what's not to like? There's some things not to like. Okay, James fair. Franco. I mean, <laughs> didn't he like get in some hot water a while back? I mean, he and his brother have both been in hot water for quite a while. Have they? Oh, have they? I don't keep oh, yeah. up. I didn't hear stuff. about any of it. Well, what was it? I don't follow a lot of it, but I've I've heard I've heard that. What's like the, what's like the topic that they like got? Me Too's? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I don't like James Franco because I don't like he Dave seems Franco. pretentious to me. Like he's very high on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um Remember have did you ever see the roast of James Franco? No. Eh, it's alright. Yeah. There's this one book. He thinks he's funnier than he is. That I like. Uh one of my favorite books by Cormac McCarthy, uh Blood Meridian. That guy also wrote The Road. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna write that down. What did you just say? Uh Blood Meridian. Blood Mer- it's a book? Yeah. By Cormac McCarthy. I have it. I can lend it to you if you want. That's fine. Um, I don't want your dirty books. But it's... <laughs> just kidding. It's pretty widely regarded as an unadaptable book, like, just because of how it's written. Probably similar to Dune. Yeah. Like, it's just very prosy and, like, wordy, verbose. But James Franco's like, no, I can do it. <laughs> so he, like, put together a little thing. And it was awful. But, like, yeah. Hmm. Because of that, I don't like James Franco. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you gotta try, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to try to make a blood. So movie. they did Spring Breakers, and then they did the Bling Ring, yeah. which is, I don't think it was very good. I don't know. Uh, not my kind of movie. The Spectacular Now. That movie was okay. Enemy. Right. Under the Skin, which is supposed to be really good. Super creepy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also remember what movie they did. They did Tusk. Oh, yeah. That movie is sketchy. It's the Kevin Smith movie where the MacBook commercial guy. I think it's guy, Justin Long. Yeah, Justin Long. He gets transformed into a. Uh, well, yeah. Spoilers. We're oh, talking about movies. I, I'm thinking horns. I've seen horns. Oh, that's the Daniel Radcliffe one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Tusk is scary. Like you want I, I watch bet. it once. And I, I have heard. Of, yeah, that it's pretty intense. Probably Kevin Smith's best movie though. Well, no, that seems too much. That's too. <laughs> that's. Much. Yeah, that's a very hot take. That take is so hot, I can't even touch it. How about we're just one of his, it's one of his good ones? It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's hard to beat Clark's. Yeah, and I don't, what else has he done? Kevin Smith. Yeah, he did a lot. Mallrats. Yeah, uh, sorry, Mallrats. Clark's. I, Clark's too. I like. I really liked uh, Mallrats Dogma. too. I watched Dogma anytime I see Dogma. It on TV. Dogma. Yeah. I do. It's good. Yeah, it's got yeah. a lot of people in it. It's well acted. <laughs> I watched his. It's his, unusual. His, his newer one, uh, uh, Yoga Hosers, was <laughs> weird, super that. weird, but it was good. It was solid. I liked it. Yeah, he just kind of strikes me as one of those directors who had like two good ideas in him, but they were like really good ideas. <laughs> so he like got a cult following, but then has but, never really made anything as good as Clerks. But I don't think it. it I don't think it matters because he just kind of like comes up with these wacky ideas and he yeah. makes movies and he. 
People love him. It's just weird the kinds of movies he's decided to make after Clerks. Like, yeah. He, he's done a lot of horror movies. Yeah. That are all usually, like, weirdly political. Or That sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Kevin Smith, I'm a fan. I'm not a big fan of Kevin Smith, but I like Kevin Smith. Yeah. I remember uh, Chris went to his a screening of Clerks, and he was there. And then the movie was like an hour late starting so then it was like two in the morning and he was sitting there and then kevin smith's supposed to do a talk after and he did it and he basically they sat there till like the wee hours of the morning like just hatching it out with kevin smith and it was awesome that's crazy he told me about that uh oh oh snap a24 films did lock which oh, is was that the Tom Hardy? The Tom one? Hardy movie, which is one movie. of my favorite Tom Hardy movies. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Please. They really like movies where people play two people, huh? Does he play two people? No, that's a different movie. In Locke? Yeah, that's different. Oh, that's Locke, Locke is, is the, the one, one where he's alone in the, the car. Entire the entire movie, movie is yeah. him in his car. Okay, I'm thinking, yeah. There which was a movie incredible. where Tom Hardy played two of himself. But. Uh, you mean Legend? Maybe that was the when one. When they're gangsters? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that movie's great, too. Yeah. Tom Hardy is great in everything. Spoilers, I am a spoilers fan. for Legend. <laughs> it's not a They're spoiler. Tw- it's in well, the trailer. Plays himself. It's Twice. in the trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Obvious Child, The Rover, Life After Beth, Tusk, Laggies, Revenge of the Green Dragons, The Captive, uh, A Most Violent Year. Son of a Gun. Oh, I've seen that one. That one's okay. Uh, that's with Ian McGregor, I think. Huh, and, good guy. And you never see enough of Ian McGregor. Yeah. In any movie. Like, he doesn't do enough movies, and he's not in the movies that he's in enough. Yeah. I love Ian McGregor. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll contest that. Or not contest. I'll support that, yeah, he's not in a lot of movies. Because I can think of only, like... I can think of like five movies he's in. And three of them are Star Wars I, movies. I, I wasn't even counting this. I can think yeah. of maybe one or two outside of Star Wars that I've yeah. seen. So then. you've got Star Wars. He's in um, Alex Rider, which is a bad movie. Uh, I don't know that He's one. in... He's like the uncle that dies in the beginning. No. So it's whatever. No, he doesn't die, actually. Oh, well, maybe he does die. I'm not sure. I liked him in Big Fish. I'm not going to... Big Fish. That Big was going to be the one I was going to Big bring Fish out. is great. It's a good movie. Yeah, that um, movie brings a tear to my eye. It's time. it's it's probably Tim Burton's best movie. I would argue, yeah. A lot of people don't like it as much as his other stuff, but I'm not a big fan it of is, like. I just realized like or, it is Tim yeah. Burton. And it, like, now that I think about it, it absolutely feels like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like not in the way that you expect. No, like, yeah, but you yeah. can see it. Yeah. But you know, from like his weird like mixture of like he's got his like kids movies and then he's got his like adult movies, but they're like yeah, yeah. I would say because I'm not a fan of. Like Sweeney Todd or Scissorhands. The kind of gothic Tim yeah, Burton stuff. Yeah, I don't like his gothic stuff. Except so. for Batman. Yeah, and Batman's alright. You don't like Tim Burton's Batman? I... Uh, I, I'm not going to bad talk it. I'm not going to trash it because it was the first of the Batmans and it was the best of the Batmans. Yeah. Of the three. Uh, of the three. I, think, I mean two. I... You're or, I what between Batman. Adam West and no no not Adam like Batman Forever and Batman oh with uh, Batman Returns 
is is also Tim Burton. Yeah, did you both? Yeah, you did do both. Okay, that's why it feels like like the one with Jack Nicholson as the Joker is the best of the older Batman movies. Batman Returns is the best one. Are you crazy? Explain this to me. Oh my god, it's (laughs) so good. I haven't seen Batman Returns in a long time. I've definitely watched. It's probably one of the, the other few one superhero movies I can I can legitimately point to and be like, "That's how you make a movie with multiple villains." It's it's fantastic. Every one of the, every one of the actors in that in that movie does a great job. Christopher Walking, who realistically has like a smaller part in it for the most part compared to the other you know main characters, mm. even he does a fantastic job playing the character that he plays. Michelle Pfeiffer, still killing it. True. Danny DeVito. Dan- Danny DeVito did a fantastic, did an amazing job. No. All right. I, look, as long as you didn't say Batman Forever, we're fine. <laughs> no, Batman Forever is trash. I know, but, okay. It, I, it's can't be good trash if you want a bad movie. It's true. But Batman Returns is legitimately like one, one of the best Batman I'll give movies it to you. ever. I, I will give it to you that they're both better than Forever. <laughs> there was also Batman and Robin. That existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not as good. I always mix up like I make I'm Forever getting and Batman and Robin just into one movie. Yeah, they're the same. Like it doesn't feel like they're two separate movies. No, they're both really dumb and have way too much going on. Bat credit card. Yeah. Bat nipples. Yeah. Yep. Like, come yeah. on. Anyways, what's what's the chick from Clueless? What's her name? Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't like her. No. She's also not really around anymore. I think she did something, and I think she got typecasted, didn't she? And she just kind of faded yeah, into yeah. Like after Clueless, it was pretty much like uh, it's one of those actors. I think just moved, that moved on. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, you don't all have to be super famous. Do a couple good movies, then go away. Yeah, you can respect it. Yeah, if you want to, like, yeah, I I didn't have anything to say on that, but I was going somewhere, but it wasn't good, so. But yeah, you don't have to always be super... Like, it's so... It's such a saturated market. Like, you're not always going to be a super A-list star. No. She had a couple big movies and then she tucked up. Yeah, honestly. Maybe. Take the clueless or something money else and... You know what? I, 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 never, I never had a problem with any movie I, I didn't. I didn't. Even in Batman where, I mean... Like, what, what are you going to do with, the, with yeah. what you're given? Yeah, true. And there's some bad... Like, there's, like, a couple, like, bad stories about, like, how she was treated on that movie. Oh, yeah. probably. I will get into it, but, yeah, like... Probably. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that's, like... 80s what? Hollywood really? is not a good spot. Yeah. I mean, in the... Whenever that was, the 90s? It was, like, yeah. I guess it was mid, the 90s. Mid-90s. Yeah. 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 I think that was... It was, it was 90, stupid. I think that was, like, 94 when that one came out. But whatever. Yeah. No, later than that. But, yeah, it... It's gotten better since then, but I mean, you still hear stories like of this year where, like, oh, that guy is total got mistreated on set, blah blah blah. Like, even you look at like that new uh, like Alex Baldwin controversy. Like, there was a bunch of bad stuff going yeah. on there. That was a messed up situation. It was. Yeah. yeah, I was following it for a little while, and then I just like I was like, man, this is not going to be anything. It still any news that still comes out is it's just not... it's people covering their asses. Yeah. No one's going to know what actually was going on exactly. until yeah. Like a, exactly. couple, a few months from now. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, as soon as I the news broke when the when it first happened, I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to anything that comes out for the next like two weeks because they're a like there's a, a investigation going on, so they're not yeah. gonna know everything right away. And b they're like pring it up to the nines. Yeah, so people want to be able to use it. Alec Baldwin's name, which is messed up because he's probably the least at fault in the situation. 
I don't know. Well, no. I'm, I mean, from what I understood, he is because he was told by multiple people who that, should have known that it was a cold that gun. It was, that it was a cold gun. Yeah, and it was not. Yeah, right. As long as I don't know how it works on sets, whether like the actor should be know how to handle it or not. So I don't know. I mean, that's usually not the protocol. Like, no, they pay a person. Right. To be in charge of yeah. that. So exactly. why would that person exactly. not be doing the, that? The movie had an armorer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she wasn't there. Right. Oh, she wasn't there? She wasn't there. Oh, uh, okay. And I also... But I also do know that... But <sighs> they also had incidences with firearms previous yeah, to that day. On the right. same set. And, yeah. and, and... They didn't put and any precautions in place. Precautions weren't taken. And, like... Incident reports were filed, yeah. right, and still nothing was done. That's what I heard too. Yeah, because yeah. it was because usually you're supposed to have like like a glass, like not a glass, but like a plexiglass like shield or something, just in case. That's what I was told by someone. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Because because when they're like doing like shots with like a I, weapon, I, I think that's when they're and you just like, shoot through a clear. I think, I think that's when barrier. you're shooting blanks because like blanks you can you can get like this is how um, Christopher, Christopher 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 Lee. Christopher Lee, who Brandon Lee from the Crow. Brandon Lee, yes, right. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Lee, yeah, the that, that's a Brandon yeah. Lee died. Like they were blanks, but like what happened is like after a, after a fire, it got jammed, yes. and then the next yeah. one that shot blasted it out. Yeah. So I think that's probably true in cases where they're using blanks, but th- he was told that there were there it was not loaded with anything. Yeah. Mm. Because I I believe one it like one report was that he was practicing drawing it, did it successfully once, and then was whatever was going on. People were working behind the set, right. set setting a scene and just just setting a scene up and he did it again and that's when it went off yeah 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 it's a messed up situation I mean we're just speculating but yeah, yeah still it's bad more like Alex Alec uh, Badwin ba- mm, mm. more go. like Alec Bald Lose <sighs> this is why it's called the modern rustic and not the modern <laughs> Zactic. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you want to end it there? <laughs>